In this episode of Inductive Conversations, Kevin McCluskey, Chief Technology Architect and the VP of Sales at Inductive Automation, joins us for a new segment of How'd You Get Here? Kevin shares his professional journey, which includes his very early experiences at IA, the roles he has taken on, and what he currently does today. He also shares what he is most excited about and what he enjoys during his spare time. My name is Arnold J. Ignacio, and this is Inductive Conversations. Hello, and welcome to Inductive Conversations. My name is Arnold J. Ignacio, and we're here with another segment of How'd You Get Here, where we explore the professional journey of an inductive automation employee. Today, joining with me is Kevin McCluskey. He is the Chief Technology Architect and VP of Sales here at Inductive Automation. Kevin, welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's good to be here. It's another beautiful day here uh, at our headquarters uh, here in Folsom, California. We're next to Lake Natoma, and you know, it's just nice to be out here. You know, the weather's been fantastic around here. I, I really enjoy that you've set all of this up right in front of real nature out, you know, outside of our concrete jungle here. <laughs> you know, we want to make you feel comfortable. You know, we're having a, you know, a conversation about your experiences here at Inductive Automation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before we begin, you know, we had a conversation and you mentioned something interesting uh, about something in Hawaii and three fire trucks. I'm pretty intrigued. What What is the story? We're going to start with the story. So this is, yeah. a, this is a crazy story. This is actually the weekend I got engaged to my now wife. Um, and we were over, um, we decided to basically take a little trip. I wanted to take her somewhere nice and make it memorable. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a really long story. I'll keep it short. But... We ended up on the road to Hana, which is a windy, twisty road that we didn't really know exactly what we were getting ourselves into. We find found a hiking spot when it was kind of later in the day, um, and it was supposed to have beautiful vistas, and it was supposed to be fantastic, and um, got up a ways, and it was not as advertised. The fog was kind of rolling in. It was, it was a little bit wet. We got up to the top where I thought it would be a perfect place to propose, and there's this ugly picnic table in a puddle of mud that's all around it. I'm like, this is not the right place. This is not the right time. It's getting later in the day. And, you know, I decided, oh, OK, I'm just going to call it, find another place. And, you know, later on we did. And it was it was perfect. It was great. But um, we we started heading down the hill and we're losing the light. <laughs> And I pull out my flashlight on my phone and the battery's about to die and we don't have another source of light. And as we're going down, it's, you know, the light is going really fast and we're getting a bit scared of being able to make it all the way back. And it's these narrow paths that we're on that are muddy and slick and you don't really want to slip because then you might, you know, end up falling off the edge of the cliff and that's not a good thing. And so we can't go any faster than we're going. Um, and But it's, uh, you know, I'm turning on the flashlight and turning it off and turning it on and turning it off to try to save battery as we're getting closer because I really don't want this thing to die. Um, and we, uh, and then at this point we just almost Almost entirely lose the light. There's a tree canopy that we go underneath, and we hear some voices in front of us. We say, 
voices like who who else would be here there are these two guys that i think were they might have been on their honeymoon or something like that but they're they're sitting there and they're they they yell out they're like is there somebody there is there somebody <laughs> there please um like we're, we're so alone and in, in all of this and they didn't have any flashlight they didn't have any source of light they were just sitting there and they had called the fire department oh, uh, before their phones had died and said hey can you guys save us so as we get down to there, we start, we see like three or four fire uh, trucks pull into the, uh, you know, the parking lot there. They've got their lights going. They've got, um, you know, there's probably uh, 10 or 15 people who actually show up. They basically sent all the emergency <laughs> folks oh from goodness. the island out to this one spot. So, yeah, it was wild. That was uh, that was how we uh, spent the day before we got engaged. Wow. That that's, must have been an adventure. It was, <laughs> yeah. And for those who was listening, you know, I, you know, my wife and I, we went to uh, to Maui, where mm-hmm. the road to, to Hana is, and we went on that road. And we, mm-hmm. can, I completely understand because once the sun sets, it gets pretty dark. Uh, you know, we we were coming back from the Seven Pools, you mm-hmm. know, at the end of that road, and you know, the sun was setting, and as it got really dark, there's a lot of sharp turns on that road. Oh, yeah. So when the light when the light's gone, you got to really like, so yeah, I can imagine how that, that scenario would have been. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I'm glad we made it. Glad yeah. we didn't go over the side of the cliff either yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's just jump right in. Um, sure. As I mentioned, you are the chief technology architect yeah. and the VP of sales here at Inductive Automation. Right. Uh, can you tell a little bit more about that and what you do here at IA? Yeah, yeah. So in the each one of the roles is pretty distinct from the other role. So in the chief technology architect role, I'm working with customers. I'm trying to help um, understand where help our organization understand where customers are going. So um, what that technology looks like, where companies IT divisions are going, where companies integration divisions are going, engineering divisions, the type of technology that they need right now. So all of our customers have needs and a lot of them are varied um, and trying to understand what those needs are so that as we continue to evolve Ignition, we can meet those needs where folks are at. So we have Cloud Edition literally being released today, um, which I know this will, sorry audience, this is going to broadcast after today sometime, but um, yeah, it should be released today. Um, And that's a big, that's had a big feedback cycle from the community in terms of what people want, what people need, um, which cloud features that are out there that we either are releasing with today or that we have on a roadmap. Um, and that's a big part of what I do inside the chief technical architect role. Um, and then on the VP of sales side, uh, that's also about relationships with customers, but in a very different way, right? So we've got a sales organization and we do our best to service customers. Our sales folks are often the main point of contact uh, for any of our customers that are out there. Um, and so our sales team focuses on building relationships, um, doing a lot of education. The idea of in our organization isn't that you know our sales folks really have to sell ignition it's an education job it's showing them what ignition can do and it's a bit of a meritocracy folks are going to use ignition if it merits being used and so 
We don't want to sell something to folks who don't need it. We want to help people understand what Ignition can do, how it can benefit their company, if there are places that it lines up. And I'd say 99% of the time, there are really good places that it lines up and people decide to buy the software. Um, uh, the sales team is intended to also provide a nice point of contact um, to be able to route uh, communication inside the company if there are certain needs that are coming for sales engineering or engineering services, for example, um, where uh, for free somebody could get one of our engineers on the call and be able to talk about architectures or talk about um, some of the deeper esoteric needs that people might have with the software that um, that would be supported. Our sales team also coordinates all of that. Our sales team coordinates um, other things that folks might need. Integrator program relationships. Um, we have the programs there, the sales team. The sales division also has our distributor program inside that as well. Um, so it's all under one umbrella there. Along those lines, do you find that a lot of customers really need direction on what they need for their for their systems or the solutions that they're looking for? It depends on the sophistication. So some customers are coming in and they're new to the engineering space, which is totally fine, right? Um, yeah, everybody starts somewhere. And so if, if companies are relatively young when it comes to um, what kind of systems that they're putting in, um, then absolutely, we're, we're here to help. We're here to help educate. We're here to help understand even what a SCADA system is um, or you know what an IoT system is or what an MES is or an HMI. Um, we normally uh, end up working with folks who um, might start there, but then fairly quickly, we have Inductive University online, we have a number of other things that are training materials to help people get up to speed pretty quickly. Um, we normally start working with folks who um, move through that process or are even starting from a different place where they have a lot of experience with other softwares, for example, um, and uh, a lot of engineering experience, a lot of experience doing projects. Um, and those folks normally don't need quite as much direction from us. We try to put as much self-education material out there as possible. Um, so folks could go through you know, Inductive University, go through our user manual, go through our white papers and um, all of that in order to get the breadth of education that they would be looking for um, in, in a bit of a self-service way uh, as well, in addition to our sales team being able to provide direction and links and, um, and help bring people along too. Speaking of starting somewhere, you know, you know, we had a discussion beforehand about this, and uh, you know, prior to IA, uh, you were talking about where you started. Um, uh, would you like to talk about that and your experiences before IA? Sure, sure. So if you go all the way back, I was actually in media. I was working at a uh, photo lab. Oh, um, yeah. I was do the Photoshop expert, um, and that's because they didn't have another Photoshop expert. And I was a kid in high school who had learned Photoshop, and I was going through <laughs> and making collages and doing color corrections and all that. That was fun, um, but that was uh, completely unrelated. When I actually got my professional career, started that was in web development uh, and so I was a web developer for a number of years I actually worked for the Sacramento Bee which is a local newspaper around here you know just up the street at Sacramento um, which still exists today a lot of newspapers have gone the way of the dodo but yeah, yeah. not <laughs> the Sacramento Bee it's still still around um, and so I was there for a little while um, and I had a friend who said hey you should check out this whole thing called systems integration 
I said, what systems integration? I, I went to school for computer engineering, so I had hardware, I had software as a background, but I had never considered a career inside this space. And so he was working for a control systems integrator at the time. I went over there. Um, I, I was talked into it by the person who I ended up talking to on the phone. Um, and I thought, okay, let's let's do a little bit of an industry career change and see how this goes. Um, and so then I started working for an integrator out of downtown Sacramento, and we did a number of integration projects with wineries and with olive oil producers and with, um, you know, folks who were doing warehousing and it was, it was automotive a little bit. There was a pretty wide variety, um, all within about a two hour driving distance from our offices in Sacramento. Um, and so that included, you know, during startup, sitting on a bucket upside down, programming systems, doing PLC programming, and then a lot of HMI programming. I was uh, really hired into that HMI role. Uh, and we did um, some, I, I probably shouldn't say other companies' names here, um, <laughs> but we did HMIs from some other companies. Um, and then we started doing some ignition HMIs as well. And that day it was the uh, predecessor to Ignition Factory PMI, Factory SQL. Um, those technologies, uh, you know, SQL tags as they were called back in the day that, that connected them together. Um, and I said, this is great software. I am really interested in working for inductive automation. Um, and so we had, um, when I started with inductive automation, there were about eight people. So it was it was a lot smaller. It was back in 2009. At this point, we're over 300, 325, something like that. So that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. We're we've we've certainly exploded onto the scene <laughs> um, with significant growth, consistent growth. I mean, we didn't go from uh, eight to 300 in a year, right? It's taken a, a bit over a decade. We've been careful with how we've done our our growth, but it's been it's been really exciting to be part of that process and. Um, jump through a few different positions. Um, I, I could probably talk all day on this uh, answer, but um, I'll just fill in a couple of other little blanks. So when I came over to inductive automation, uh, I was the lead HMI developer. I became director of design services, which was a division that we no longer have. But at the time, basically, if an integrator came to us and said, hey, can you help us out on this project for a couple of hours? Um, we want you to help build out a resource, a template, a, a view, a help with some queries. Uh, we had a division that would say yes, um, so that they could pay for a couple of hours, and then um, we could do that. Um, end users would do that sometimes too. And so it was a nice little pressure relief valve um, for sometimes when folks had that inside their projects, but it also had a bit of an appearance of competing with integrators. Um, so for certain end users, if they were thinking about going to inductive automation versus going to an integrator, we never actually bid against integrators. That's, um, you know, we've been really strong about not competing with systems integrators at all. Um, but if an end user was coming to us for a couple hours instead of going to an uh, integrator, that's also a form of um, competing. And, and we saw that happen a few times and we said, well, th this isn't a good thing. This isn't a good look. This isn't something that we want to do. So we actually shut the whole division down. So um, I was director of design services. I moved over into sales engineering after that, which was a relatively um, direct uh, move. 
As a lot of folks know, Travis and I were co-directors of sales engineering for quite a few years um, before the most recent company um, structure uh, changes, improvements, if uh, I put my own uh, you know, feelings into it. And then we've got our, our C-suite now that Travis and I are both part of, um, where I was promoted into chief technical architect and then also invited to serve as VP of sales. You know, we've we've interviewed quite a bit of people, you know, for this series, and that's kind of been the common theme. You know, no one find, you know, there hasn't been a, a person who said I'm going to go directly into the integration business. It's kind of, you know, there has been kind of this this thought that oh, you know, I'll, you know, if you are in computer science or computer engineering, you know, you're looking to go into the Silicon Valley, you know, go with the startup or go with the big the big companies out there like Google, Apple, you know, Meta, and and, and start from there. But what I find is when when people come into this space, they really take you know it takes hold and they really excel and you know. From what you've explained in your journey here, you know you've really uh, excelled at, at what you're doing. So that's that's fantastic to see. Uh, and you were there at the very beginning, you know, uh, when you know ignition became ignition, seeing that all together. Um, and you touched upon that as well. You know, uh, prior to inductive automation, the organization was a, an integrator-based, you know, organization, and having that you know experience was helpful in bringing you know ignition to life because you there was a lot of pain points that were out there, you know, trying to say yes to a lot of uh, uh, solutions that customers were looking for. So, uh, but it's fantastic that you have that, that that entire spectrum. And then just to know that, you know, you started off in media, but then you got into industrial automation and then this is where you are now. So, you know, um, throughout this whole time, what you know, what was going through your mind? I mean, I mean were you saying, were you ever questioning whether or not this was the direction that you wanted to go into? Did you ever think to yourself, you know what, I don't know, maybe I should go and pivot to a different direction, like consumer to business or, you know, business to consumer, I should say. And is that something that ever crossed your mind? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I can tell you if I was working for another company inside this space, it probably would have crossed my mind. Working for inductive automation, it, to me, it's always been so clear what types of uh what the technology has what the promise what promise it has how it's able to help companies how it's able to help individuals and how we've been impacting the world and that as is probably the most impactful thing to me and i i love that i love seeing ignition get out there and and help companies i love um talking to um I always go through my head, who do we have NDAs with? What can I actually say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I'll, I'll name drop talking to Chris McLaughlin about his um, his project that he has that he's used Ignition for to help a uh, homeless population out on the, the East Coast. And so, you know, there's a whole network of folks that are using that. They built it inside Ignition and they're, they're going through and making a huge impact on people's lives and talking uh, to folks who have built in their entire careers or accelerated their careers or where they were sitting in, in a you know a specific spot and now they have a whole team um, because they've discovered ignition and they've had a vision for how to actually implement things and create projects and you know integration companies who've built their entire business around ignition they've started it after they found ignition and now they're up to 20 30 people that are doing good work and they're they're growing year over year um, it's it's so exciting to me and then also I mean to, to the end users right being able to actually still stay competitive being able to 
um, have a competitive advantage, being able to be more efficient and um, and more mistake proof and um, move through. And, and we're in every industry that has a U.S. tax code. So I, you can't really pigeonhole it to manufacturing or uh, baggage handling systems or, or whatever. Right. We're, we're everywhere. But whatever it happens to be, the idea of helping businesses be better, helping engineers who want businesses to be better, have the tool sets to actually make that happen. I mean, it, it's super exciting to me. It gets me up every day. It's uh, uh, I, I'm in this because uh, inductive automation is a great place to be. It's uh, I, I feel like it's a great place to work. It's a great company culture. And it's it's been something that as I, I don't have any desire to look outside of where we're at right now. Um, and, and I really haven't over the years. It's It's been a great management structure in place as well. And I felt supported and um, I'm, you know, even after 14 years here, I'm still really passionate about what we do and what I'm doing. As you're, as you're talking about what inductive automation has done, you know, Ignition has created this kind of this ecosystem, if you will, uh, where people can actually build things that bring solutions. And, and do you find mm -hmm. that because of the software, do you feel like innovation has been pushed in the industry? Do you do you see that? I do. I do. Um, my intro to the industry before working at inductive automation wasn't too significant. Um, so if I am to compare this to what happens with other softwares, all I have is a, a variety of anecdotes. It's a lot of them that are coming from our integrator community. Um, but what I can tell you is that I've heard time and time again exactly what you just said from our integrator community, where they're comparing what they were doing with other software versus what they're doing with Ignition. Um, and there are a couple of things that I've, I've heard from folks that have really enabled that in a big way. One of those is the technology stack. Um, since Ignition is built on modern technologies, it has the ability, like anybody can get out there. And if you want to get really low level, you can write your own module. Um, the scripting is available for everybody. The accessibility of the technology is high and the uh, responsiveness of inductive automation. We've tried really hard to try to um, keep adding new features and um, you know responding to the community as uh, those come in or requests come in. Um, and the other thing is the licensing model. So every other software that is the major players inside this space have different licensing models than we do. Uh, and so we lead with, uh, we're, we're the unlimited company, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you put in an ignition server and having the ability to just create whatever software that or whatever applications that you want based on that without having to worry about tag limits, without having to say, oh, when I hit a thousand, I'm going to need to pay more, get another PO, go through that process. It's like there, there's a barrier that's there with um, some other software where Ignition it unleashes that innovation. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about the size of the system. Basically, go wild, dream it, do it, right? That's yeah. uh, that's the whole idea. And so I've I've seen a lot of folks really excited about that too. Yeah, no, and and I've heard a lot of those sentiments, you know, especially at ICC. A lot of our customers, you know, we we have a, a, a community who is very passionate about what they do. Mm -hmm. And it's in, in other conversations that I have with individuals, there is a sense of innovation when people 
come to these conferences. There's no sense of, I, I need to not tell people what I'm doing because I want to have a competitive advantage, but just kind of the willingness to share yeah. you know, the knowledge. And, and to a certain degree, our community is really pushing what Ignition can do. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, you know we developed a platform that has this you know, incredible tool set, incredible capability, but our community is just putting it in places where we're like, whoa, that is amazing. And, you know, and you, when you've presented some of these applications, I can hear how passionate you are. You're just excited about it. And that's really cool. Um, so, uh, so do you think that that's a unique thing? You know, I, you know, from what I hear, there's, you know, there's a lot of these cool platforms that are out there, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and a lot of people who are not in, in the integration business or in the computer industry as, mm -hmm. as a whole, they just see these platforms. Mm -hmm. So but, do you find uh, that our software is inspiring people to be innovative? Like just the ability to, to say, I can actually do this. Like how, how, how uh, um, instrumental has that been? Yeah, yeah. I, we go to a lot of conferences, so I, I find myself at some percentage of them um, every year and uh, different folks from our company do as well. But I've probably been to um, maybe 20 or 30 conferences over the years. Um, what we have at ICC, I feel like is pretty unique, um, where we have a spirit of collaboration that's coming from different uh, integrators we have um, and, and end users too. Um, uh, we have folks who are just getting out there and sharing some of their secret sauce, if you will, um, which not everybody does. But uh, I think that especially after a second year or third year at ICC, folks start to realize that we're all better together if we're talking about and sharing innovations or innovative ideas that um, there's there's plenty of market out there. There are plenty of folks who are using um, softwares that aren't as capable. There's plenty of fish in the sea, so to speak. And, um, and, and what we do together makes everybody stronger. Um, I, yeah, I've, I've seen innovation across the board, every industry that we're in, I've seen people doing exciting, innovative things and being on the sales engineering side for quite a while and sitting there and talking in conversations, you can see the wheels turning. You start talking about this is how it works and this is how it works. And somebody says, hey, could I put in a report that's going to predict where this is going to be in two days from now based on these three factors? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, this is you, you might tie it into this type of algorithm over here and you'd feed it in this way and you pull out this information. But you can start to see the wheels turning because the answers become yes. Um, and I've actually heard from multiple folks that the their jobs as engineers turned into changing from saying, no, I can't do that. It's too much effort to, yes, I can do that. I'm going to have to put it on the backlog because we have so many things that I've been saying yes to now because they're all <laughs> great ideas. And yeah. so we can start doing these and then they deliver those things over time. And so, uh, you know, that's neat. And I mentioned some folks who were engineers and now they have a whole team. It's because that type of thing happens. You know, folks start hearing yes. And then the company gets really excited about it and says, oh, we're getting yeses now instead of no's because of the software that we're using and the skills of our engineers and let's put a little bit more resources there. Let's hire another engineer or two and, um, and then we can get through all of our yeses faster. You know, you've mentioned that you've gone to a lot of conferences and in, in the position that you're in, you talk with a lot of customers. I'm curious to know, you know, when people talk about Ignition and about our software in comparison to other software packages out there, do you find the language that people use and the sentiments that they share, is it different? Do you feel like there's more of an emotional emotional component with our software versus other solutions? I'm just curious if that's been something that you've observed. 
I, it's an interesting question. Um, I can only really speak for our software. I'm not sure. Um, and, and folks who love our software, they might speak about some of the other software that's out there. I've never been on the receiving side for the other software, so I don't know if there's, um, much, you know, positive sentiment, um, on, on that side, but I can tell you just from our experience, positive sentiment toward inductive automation, um, is strong. So, um, that's part of the fun of being out in the community and being part of this company and part of where we're going is that for whatever reason, people seem to love us. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to argue with that and I'm going to, going to be happy about that. We, we've tried to do a lot of things to, um, to keep our company culture as we've grown and to be accessible to the community and to um, listen and to, um, you know, see it as a partnership and as a, a team. Um, we're working with thousands of integrators that are out there and we have some that we work even closer with than others. And um, but we we definitely see all of those as important relationships to us. Um, and uh, I, I think that We've been lucky to have attracted such a valuable, vibrant, excited um, community of engineers and integrators and end users who have engineering teams. And, you know, just everything that we have inside our community is um, is it, it's been it's kind of blown me away over time. And, and you know, I'm so grateful that they've selected to be our partners. And you, and you touched upon culture. And I want to talk about culture at inductive automation. And mm -hmm. you've again, you've seen all the changes that have happened from the beginning all the way to where we are now. And yeah. so um, let's talk about that. How would you describe the culture here at Inductive Automation? I Every division has their more or less. Um, so the, the directors inside each division are able to set up um, the, the policies for those divisions. So I, I feel like there is a little bit different culture per division, but if I were to boil that down to the overall for the company, um, it's it's positive, it's engaging, everybody's respected. Um, there is a sense of uh, excitement about where we're going, excitement about what we do. Um, there is, uh, I, I feel like people have a real connection to the value that they're producing, regardless of the division that they're working in, what they're doing for customers. And we have a bit of a central message of um, taking care of customers, right? This is, this is the core to where we have come from. And what makes us valuable to the community is that one, we're producing what I think is fair to say, and in my opinion, is amazing software. You know, it's 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 completely innovative and it's very exciting. And I think engineers get really excited about it. But then two, we are really, really focused on the community. And um, I think that that comes through to our folks internally as well. We also have a great HR team and they put on events and we've got a cloud edition release party that's coming up that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, there's a surprise or two that's going to be there. Um, so we, we try to do a number of things and, and we've got good benefits for um, for everybody. And there's like we, we focus on employees in a significant way, too. And I think that that's uh, certainly positive for the company culture, too. Yeah, definitely. And a few people that I talked to about, you know, we, I've asked questions where um, someone would be applying to another organization and mm -hmm. that organization has, you know, these phenomenal benefits. Mm -hmm. But when they were, you know, at the point where they were deciding where to work for, they end up going with inductive automation. 
And it, it, it's that sentiment that they, they realize that there is a lot of care that is placed on the employees. You yeah. know, um, as you mentioned, our HR team provides us with a lot of events. But, you know, additionally, there is a lot of um, understanding with work-life balance. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know, these uh, like the technical, technical pathways program, mm-hmm. you know, within the support division. Just there's just clear understanding of where you can go and flourish within the organization and just kind of the, the tools to to excel. Uh, in addition to, you know, inductive university, there's also, uh, you know, courses for employees as well to be able to understand what we do here and also to you know, have a sense of professional development. I mean, is that something that you, you you see as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're taking a look at personal development, if you're coming to inductive automation, if, if you're coming to inductive automation, <laughs> um, then uh, yeah, we, we've done a lot of work to try to uh, make that a first class thing inside the organization to um, help people know where they can go, where they're, where they're getting hired into, what the promotion path might look like and a lot of the things that we do are really focused on um, employees and and culture in the sales engineering division there's a regular weekly hangout that happens uh, around ICC when everybody comes uh, ignition community conference when everybody comes into the office Um, you know there's go-karting last year there's a (laughs) number of team building things that happen for all of the different teams Um, and uh, but yeah I, I, I agree I think that I've heard excitement from folks many times um, just with all of that. And then I'd say one of the things that's different from um, some companies that might have really great perks when it comes to like free lunches. We, we don't have a chef that's downstairs that's making lunch every day. Um, I think a lot of companies have scaled back on that too. But sure, sure. I think one of the things that's different there is that um, those perks are great. Um, but then what is the what does the relationship look like? What is the how do people actually interact with each other? Is there a culture of respect and uh, culture of uh, we're going to meet you where you're at, um, but also we're going to do amazing things together. Right. And and to me, that's that's huge. We also hire some really smart people. Yeah. And yeah. that is a lot of fun to work with really smart people <laughs> yeah. as well. So from your perspective, you know, from mm-hmm. your from your vantage point, y- y- we as a company have grown and we've mm-hmm. we've accelerated and yeah. so you know a couple or maybe several years ago we changed offices mm-hmm. um and then now we're a remote first company mm-hmm. so from your perspective have you seen any sort of challenges any sort of accomplishments that 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 is notable in all of this transition yeah i think the biggest part for us as we grow as a company um, we have significant hiring goals, right? We have, we're bringing in lots and lots of additional people into our inductive automation family. And that is challenging to do in just one area, especially given the caliber of person. If you're offered a job from inductive automation, you're, you're creme de la crop, right? You're, you're, you're an amazing person and we're happy to have you join the team. Yeah. Um, finding those people is hard to do if you are just looking in one area and competing against some other you know, big tech companies and Folsom, we've got Intel right down the road, for example. Um, And they also have really smart people who are, (laughs) you know, seem to like their jobs. And so um, expanding it out, going remote first has allowed us to increase our candidate pool significantly, um, where a lot of folks are working remotely at this point. And um, that's been one of the really nice things. Uh, when we started going remote at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, we we discovered this can work for inductive automation, right? 
yeah. our numbers were looking good. Our, you know, company, our, our, our community was happy. The way we were able to service people was good. Our tech support was still working really well. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen the surveys, but they, um, in the recent ones that I've seen, they're pretty much highest marks in the industry in tech support. That's so, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we, we really value that and like, was this going to affect things if we, if we did things differently? And so, but across the board, everything's been really good. And so it, it proved out to us, we can do this. We can do it remote first. We can have remote employees that are going to be able to help us grow and still keep that same caliber of, person who we hire, uh, if you're part of the inductive automation family, um, then we, we know that you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to join regardless of where you are in the, in the U S right. So we're hiring us based, um, I, I think we're up to 27 or 28 States or something like that. It's, it's really cool to know, um, where, where inductive automation has started and where it's come, you know, where it is now and just how everything has evolved and progressed um, and um, being able to bring in people from all over the United States with a lot of experience and still maintaining that, that, that culture. A lot of individuals have mentioned that, you know, IA has that very tight knit, very, you know, um, supportive culture. Um, and, and, you know, there's always fears where when change happens, things, you know, could change for the worse or I'm going to change for the better. But I think for us, it has, you know, maintained. It has stayed uh, true to what, you know, orig the original uh, vision of the company has been. Um, and so it's just nice to have that and nice to, to be in that stability, to have that stability, especially, you know, we hear all these different things in, you know, the you know commercial industry. You know, a lot of the companies are experiencing you know, a little bit of turmoil, but just knowing that we have stayed the course and are, you know, pretty stable in what we're doing and being able to still provide solutions to our customers, you know, especially during this time. So I think that's, that's really cool. During your time here at IA, has there anything, has there been anything that's been memorable, you know, to you or something that's, that stands out and says, yeah, this is something that you really enjoyed? Good question. There have been many of those things over the years. Picking out just one is challenging. I could talk about site visits. I could talk about conferences. I could talk about some of the really cool things people are doing in other countries too. Going to Europe, realizing we do have a community in Europe, and yeah. you know, making about seven stops. I think at one point there, I traveled for about two weeks, one day in different countries, and then stopping by different co companies that we were at over there. Um, but I think I'll pick out. One of the Discover uh, Gallery projects from last year, which has um, been really exciting to me because I think that it shows off a lot of the cool things inside the technology. And um, you, you've gotten a sense that I'm very excited about the technology, yes. right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Ignition is, in this specific project, Ignition is being used in really interesting, unique ways. Um, so this is a company, um, the company is called XOcean, and what they do is they have what I like to call ocean Roombas that are out there. They're unmanned vehicles that are on the ocean. They're, they're little ships that are going around and have this big sensor array that they're going to different areas, testing the uh, temperature of the water, testing a number of different uh, properties of the water um, to be able to report that back to maritime authorities and to other folks um, uh, and this company basically operates this fleet 
And they, on a daily basis or whatever basis that they do it, they basically log into Ignition. They press the button, say go here, and the thing goes there and it does its thing and it sends back information. They also have a pilot interface. Uh, they can pull that up. It's all in Ignition too, right? So they get a, a feed of what the ship sees. They can see it moving around on the ocean. They can um, pilot it. Uh, it's over the horizon operations, right? So it's not line of sight radio. It's actually going over um, bigger networks than that. Um, it's largely using MQTT and some of these other IoT technologies. Um, and it's not a traditional uh, application when it comes to ignition. It's it's a really innovative one in that it's using things in different ways than we were necessarily thinking of when we designed Ignition, but we also designed it to be extremely flexible so people can build whatever they want. And so th this is this is one of the things that when I first heard about this project, um, it really excited me because it's it's a cool project. It's using new technologies. It's enabled by things. They wouldn't have been able to do this 10 years ago or five years ago. We didn't have the software stack to do these things. Nobody else has the software stack to do this in a way that's going to be economical. If you do custom software development, it's going to be expensive, yeah. right? And if you do this type of thing inside Ignite, it lowers that barrier. It increases reliability. It's um, for all these reasons. It act, it actually enables this project where you couldn't do this type of thing without ignition, um, and that 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 excites me. Um, you know, there's uh, yeah. and as I said, there's there's probably a hundred other examples that I could pull out, but no, definitely the one that comes to mind, um, and that's really cool. And you know, and that's that's kind of the thing that's exciting you know just being able to know that the software has given people that that ability to say yeah we can definitely do this uh, and then you know you always hear people talk about you know the past several years just it just wasn't possible because it was not available but now you you hear about these things and it's kind of funny because you know I, you know, I have a certain level of uh, technical understanding, but you know, a lot of people who are, you know, who interface with technology, it's usually with their smartphone and, you know, with, um, you know, their TVs or streaming devices or whatever you might want to call it, computers, and 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 these type of things is just, it sounds very, I wouldn't want to say simple, but it's like, oh, of course it can do that, but. You know, that's the type of thing. It's like there, no, there's a lot that's going on in the background, and the software is doing quite a bit. And I think that's something that that I feel we need to like tell a story about because a lot of the things that we have taken for granted in our everyday thing. You know, I was telling someone about mobile devices. You know, several years ago, we just never had the ability to do like online ordering the way it's being done now. Online pickup, just being able to select a lot of things. But you know, with with having that understanding of where this software sits and how people are able to do all of these different things, just just the level of complexity and just how it can do that, and people say yes, I can make this happen, and give people that capability. It's just it's just exciting. So and and it's exciting that you see that you know in, in your position, just being able to see that and 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 knowing that you know what we make here is enabling people to do things that are just beyond anyone's imagination. So I think that's fantastic and, and it's 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 great, you know, to see all that. That's beyond stuff. anyone's imagination other than the engineers who actually made it. It's uh comes out of their imagination. Yeah and, and, <laughs> and to, it's it's great to see. Yeah. Yeah. And to a certain degree it's 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 an art form at this point. Because you know it's just kind of like it's it's you know there's the, the function but there is you know the form. You know, it's just how do you present that to people? And a lot of the time, you know and 
I'm thinking about perspective recently has been been released and just how the way people interact with the systems with the solutions and just again you know the software is just has just been doing phenomenal stuff and um and you also have been doing some phenomenal stuff and just being able to give customers the the vision uh, of what they can do with our software and giving them the path of success. So that's fantastic. And you and I are both musicians. You yeah, know that yeah. a musician is only as good as the instrument that they're playing on, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, and uh, I, I play a few instruments. I'm not... Um, if I sit down at a, a piano, I can make it sound pretty good. If you get a concert pianist in there who is a professional who does this every day, you could take the same instrument I'm playing on and just just make it shine. And that's what our integrator community does with Ignition, I feel like, on a regular basis. They're just going in there. They're taking this instrument that is Ignition, and then they're just they're, they're going crazy with it and um, making some awesome stuff. And it, it's it's so cool to see. Yeah, I really like that analogy. And uh, speaking of instruments and music, you know, we've we've done quite a few projects here in Inductive Automation, um, and you've had the the you know great opportunity of being a part of that and leading that essentially, you know, with the buildathon and then also with the the music videos. Talk about that. Like, where, you know, I remember the very first time this all started is when Kent did his thing at that uh, that one buildathon in ICC where That's he right. did more of an ignition acapella remix, yep. the ignition remix, <laughs> and so so how did that how did that come about? Like, what what was kind of the spark to take it to where it is now? So Kent, um, and he might hate me for saying this, but Kent somewhat sheepishly came to Travis and me um, for that first buildathon, and he said. Hey, I'm I'm doing all this stuff. I had an idea for this thing. It might be a bad idea. You guys are probably going to say no, but what do you think about me getting up there and doing an acapella song? And I already wrote the lyrics to it, and this is what they are. <laughs> That's cool. And we said that sounds great. That sounds that sounds amazing. I don't know why you're why you're um, not more excited about this we're excited about this now kent and uh we got up there and kind of the rest is history right so we put together a band after that um uh and from that time we did music videos every year um we thought that that would be a really fun thing to do during the build-a-thon so we upgraded from a you know single in-person live um no additional instruments that first year into to going to something that was a, a bigger scale the second year and then the third year and then the fourth year. And so we're, we're continuing along those lines. Um, and then we added the band to the ICC dinner as well. And that, that's been fun too. So we did that um, a couple of times now. The first time the band had the illustrious space next to the dumpsters in the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. it, was, it, was, it was nicely uh, cordoned off, it, it didn't look like it except uh, we knew yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, last year we we were front and center and uh, that was appreciated by the band and but I think that the community also was pretty excited about that too so yeah yeah um, yeah it, it's been fun to take some of that creativity outside of work and you know apply it and then speaking of creativity and so let's jump into 
Um, outside of work, what are what are some of the things that that drive you? What do you like to do? Um, sure, on your free time. Yeah, so music, uh, as you as we just talked about. Um, uh, I like to wrench on cars, motorcycles uh, when I have time for it. That's cool. Um, we've got a little plot of uh, property that's a little ways out of one of the cities around here. And so um, there's always something to do there. And so you can find me some days with a chainsaw cutting up a felled tree that's somewhere and, you know, making firewood. Uh, they, uh, that, that's kind of fun. Um, and then we have two young kids and they keep us very, very busy. Oh, so um, we've got a, a little three-year-old who is, uh, she's a del- she's basically a delight and a joy and also a terror um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all at the yeah. same time, sometimes in the same moment. Um, <laughs> so um, that definitely keeps us on our toes. Um, and then uh, a, a brand new one as well. So um, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, life is pretty full. What about you? Uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, I also, I'm, you know, also a musician like doing that, but I also do woodworking and uh, build a lot of things. And so uh, just recently I, I built a, a Murphy bar for my son's auction. Um, and so uh, it, it's just, it's just kind of, it's a, it's kind of a, a cathartic thing for me just to be able to build and just work with my hands um, and just figure out what I can do with this thing, um, you know, <clears throat> To be able to have a piece of furniture that is has a small footprint, but then if you want to bring someone over to entertain, you can fold it down and then just be able to to have guests over. So, uh, but yeah, and then I have three children. You know, they're they're uh, three, six, and eight, um, and yeah, they're they're a joy and a terror at the same time as well. But yeah, no, it's just it's fantastic. Uh, we're coming to a close in our conversation here, Kevin. And so um, I just wanted to ask: Is there anything you wanted to share with our audience that you, you'd like to to add? Yeah, um, audience, um, come work with us. We, <laughs> we're always looking for new people, good people, um, bright people. Uh, you know, we're we're not slowing down at all in terms of our growth, which means that we constantly are are looking for people to join our family here. So um, excited about that. Um, also, if you're working with uh, Ignition, if you're using any of our software, if you're working with our, our teams, um, if any of the audience is, then um, we're, we're here, we're accessible, we're available, we're happy to have folks reach out to us. Um, we, you know, coming from being co-director of sales engineering, I always like to emphasize that we have a sales engineering division that is uh, able to be pulled into conversations. If your engineers are excited about ideas and different possibilities, um, we'd, we'd happy, we're happy to have a conversation, bounce your ideas off of us, um, have the you've got support inside inductive automation um, and that support is not just tech support um, it is tech support as well which is a fa- fantastic right um, but it's also architecture support it's also engineering support at that higher level and it's uh, support for your organization too so uh, if there's an integration company that saying how do i go further with ignition where do i go we've got our integrator program we've got chris fisher who's leading that up um, who's able to provide 
provide some resources and direction. And um, we have uh, pretty much everyone across the organization is focused on integrators in a significant way. Um, and uh, if you're an end user organization and you have an engineering team, um, that's great too. If you don't have an engineering team and you're looking for an integrator, we've got the integrators all listed on our website. Um, so there's, there's so many materials, there's so many things that I could leave folks with. Yeah. Um, I am excited about the future. I am excited about where we're going. I'm excited about the pace of growth and innovation and um, what the future holds for inductive automation, for ignition, and really for the world of automation too, in general, as things keep getting better and better and more and more ideas are out there and more and more architectures are enabled and um, more solutions that we're finding are are making a big difference in people's lives. I'm, I'm just excited about the future. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today to have this conversation and thank you for everything that you do here at Inductive Automation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This has been a real joy. Hey, listeners, this is a quick reminder to subscribe to our podcast if you're enjoying the conversations. Also, if you have a topic or a question you'd like us to cover, or if you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, then please send your inquiries to podcast at inductiveautomation.com.